Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> you know, I've been Boston comedian for Jesus, how many years? You know what I mean? And I've been wearing the scally cap, and people always ask where I get the hats from. You look good in your hat. I can't wear a hat. And I know about hats. I'm a hat guy. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. And that's the voice of our guest who we'll introduce in just a second here, but I'm going to talk about hats for a second. You know, in Boston, if you say, I have a hat on. Yes. People, people look at you funny. <laughs> he has a hat on! <laughs> Dave Russo is here with us, but before we get to Dave, because yes. Dave is a, he's, a, he's an artist. You're now going to tell us about another Russo. I'm going to tell you about different Russo, spelled differently, the French Russo. Really? Jason Russo, Russo. who's the owner and manager and operator and head mechanic at, at uh, all three Pro Automotives of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts. Mm. Pro Automotive is working hard to earn your business every single day. And for, remember, Smitty, yeah. for whatever ails your vehicle, yes. Pro Automotive has the cure. Let me say it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pro Automotive. Sorry, proud man. sponsor. Also sponsored by my grandma's coffee cake, the finest on earth. And, uh, yeah, I said, I said Jason Russo. You did say It's R-O-U-S-S-E-A-U. Yeah. And this one is regular old Italian Russo, R-U-S-S-O, Dave Russo. That is correct. Um, I don't know what that guy does work. I actually have a limo waiting for me outside after the show. I yeah, saw that. Thank you. I'm, I'm the driver. You <laughs> <laughs> were talking about. I wonder who the drunk guy was in the driveway. It was you the whole time. No, never. You kidding me. Dave Russo is a comedian, and uh, he's known on Twitter. And, by the way, I told him just seconds ago, you should. Should tweet more, okay? Because you're a very funny guy. I don't. Want, I don't want to get canceled before I even get a career. Who's going to cancel you for saying what? What do you say that's that objectionable? There's a lot of things. Like what? That, uh, Give me one example. Say almost anything. Uh, these I'll days. tell you a joke. Uh, you're good looking. Come on, people hate these things. No, it's funny. If a woman goes, "Tell me a joke," and you, like, a guy will laugh at that joke. If you say, you know, right. "Oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke." I've learned that if a guy says, "Tell me a joke," I say, "You're good looking." Most men, 99 percent, they laugh. They go, "Son of a bitch, See? that was quick." Right. A woman. I it happened twice to me so far, and I learned my lesson. They look at me like not funny, that's nothing, not, I want nothing to do with you. You man, well, yeah, you awful awesome man. That's because you're not good looking. Toxic masculinity. Well, you know, the sad thing is, is I did that once, this was years and years ago, and the woman sent me an email, and I said, I said, ma'am, I go, that's a stark line. I, go, I was outside before my show getting prepared. Right. I'm writing to do a show for you. I'm, I'm kind of getting in character. I said, if you were a priest, I would have said the same thing. I said, so uh, right. you lose, I win, and uh, I can't believe I broke up with you. I think comedians is, should be exempt from any woke laws. The good news is there's no women priests, so you can't offend them by saying that. Well, depends you know? what religion. I think there are certain religions. Right. You know how what priests get for action? None. <laughs> you know I live in a convent, right? It's a hard habit. You do know I live in a convent. I I know. I actually I, I live in a convent. the action there? You know what the weird thing is? I'm trying to keep up with the tradition of the church. You know by having women on their knees. You know, oh, oh, man. And, and having things coming out of my window, hearing things like "Oh God, Oh God, oh, Father." You know. <laughs> no, I, you know I, I joke about that. I've gotten very spiritual though since. Uh, uh, it's a weird thing is I received when I when I first moved into convent. I hope you let me talk about this. I received confirmation. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. now you're supposed to receive it when you're 15. I received it well into my 40s. In the first day of class, the nun, like you said, Sister Francis Helen walks in and goes, "Children, masturbation is a sin, and if you sin when you die, you'll go to hell." And I remember raising my hand, going like, "Well, what if you didn't know that? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, is there some type of grandfather clause I might want to know about?" Well, yeah. When did you find this out, and why uh, yeah. didn't you get get it out to me? So I'm going to hell, basically. Well, don't worry about that. You'll, you'll be you'll be sitting right next to Adolf Hitler eating, you know, meat on Friday, and, <laughs> oh, and uh... that's another thing. We made that up. 
We made that up, that whole meat on Friday thing. That was because the fish industry wasn't doing well. So, like, you can't eat meat on Friday. We need fish. Well, you know, the cholesterol is now better as it's Italian. Well, (laughs) lesbians wanted to make it don't eat meat any day. Wait a minute. You know what? What did you just add? My favorite fish? Uh, Swedish. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and forth with you because you're yeah, so quick. No. You're doing le- <laughs> no, no. You I want you to go. I want slow you to go. Now, you, you're on Twitter, at Boston Comedian, but you don't tweet that I haven't tweeted. I do I've Instagram. T- I do. I know, it's more friendly. I'm trying to tell you. you got to tweet because you're, you, ha- you can have a caustic sense of humor and get away with it now that Elon Musk. By the way, your, ah, your last yes. tweet said this. No. Here's what, here's what he said. In 2022, Smitty. Yeah. May 3rd, 2022 is the last time he tweeted. My first tweet since Elon purchased Twitter. I feel as though I won't get fired if I say Elizabeth Warren's initials are E-W. Ooh. 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 Uh, I do something like that. <laughs> Bernie Sanders' initials are B-S. My name is David Russo, and my initials are D-R, delivering some not-so-offensive fun. Uh, by the way, you, you, can be, you can be offensive, but, but that's the thing. You can say whatever you want. I, I tell people to fuck off every single day on really? Twitter. Oh, it's really? great. You know, I one time, at one time, so this is this is where I get out of it, because I'm, I'm like a little man's the Napoleonic syndrome. You have to kill me. I'll keep going. I'll keep coming back. I don't have time. I have other things to do. One time, at one point, you know, this, sometimes you get a little jealous when you're doing the comedy. So, yeah, I've been doing it a lot of years, and Comedy Central somehow passed me. I won their competition, then they picked somebody else, but then they hired me to represent them. Very strange, right? Yeah. How Comedy Central works. Right. So I see a kid doing comedy. He's all like big and bravado, and, and I and he had the mic stand in front of him the whole time. The whole time. And I was just like, I don't know. I guess that comedy one hundred and one. I guess you usually take the mic stand out for money, especially when you're doing yeah. TV. Who right. was the? And I but I put I worded it like the producer should be ashamed of himself. Sure. The producer let that kid go on stage, but he knew I was talking about. And that next thing you know, f you, you think it's so funny? I go, oh, yeah. no, I'm just pointing out something that you're not. You're still an amateur, and uh, now, blow me. Dave, you was the you won the first ever comics come home. Right? No, I won the first ever inaugural Boston Comedy Festival in April oh, okay. of 2000. Right. No, but I did do Comics Come Home, and I'll, let's bring that up. I did Comics Come Home the year the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. No, 08? No, 2011-12, you asked. Oh, oh. Comics Come oh, Home. I'm thinking when the Celtics. Bruins won the Stanley Cup. I'm thinking of the Celtics, though, for a second. I'm sorry. I might teach you something about hockey today. Hold on a minute. Hockey, eh? I know everything hockey. you need to know about hockey. You know what it is? There's three things. <laughs> Hockey's so simple. Come on. Okay. And you have you have center ice seats. I know that you're a hockey Boston Bruins fan. And by the way, congratulations on a great year for you yes, guys. Yes, yes, sir. But this is all you need to know about hockey. You got to dig and muck in the corners over there. Okay, you got to give 110% every time out there on the ice. And you got to put the puck in the net. Yeah, to put the biscuit in the That's basket. That's it. Yeah. The, anything else is superfluous to the whole idea behind hockey. Am no. I wrong? Well, you know what? Uh, some people don't think there's an art to hockey. And I have to tell you something right now. I, I, I want to tell you, out of all the sports I played, hockey, baseball, football, I, I rolled around with men on mats. Uh, and I was on the wrestling team. <laughs> I, uh, you know, out of all those sports, uh, aside from the wrestling, hockey probably had me uh, is the most intense when it comes to, like, a playoff situation. Let's say in the Super Bowl, playoff you have hockey. one game. Playoff you have hockey. one game to kick to, to go 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dude, you have to go through set a set of series, seven series, a set of seven series, and a set of seven series yeah. to be a champion. Right. And it's, it's just, it's it's the playoffs in hockey are the best. I don't think there's any but the athleticism the and, and the endurance and the intensity yeah. of, yeah. of the athletes here to maintain that through, through 82 home games. I look at these guys, and, and I know there's a lot of guys, oh, it's just a brute sport. 
it's fucking art, man. Yeah. It is art. Back checking, stop and go, and hitting passes, art, deflections. It is a new level right now, and right. and I'm glad they, and I'll be honest, I'm probably the only guy that thinks it's good that they took the fighting out of the game as much, right. because these kids are such friggin' machines that they'll kill kids. Playoff hockey is like, uh, uh, like a, like a, a, a camping trip in the wilderness. Everybody's intense. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Hey, Did Dave, I, right? I take this serious. Yes. By the way, you yes, wrestled Bill. at what weight class when you were in high school? Well, I, okay. Because you're there. the second go best there. wrestler right. we've had on the show. Second Fred Smurlis was in here, and he, he was 59 and 1 All American. You, you know, you... Fred, Freddie, uh, I have to give it to Freddie. Freddie was a New England champion, but I did something that Freddie didn't do. What's that? Uh, when I became my high school's first ever state wrestling champion, there's three. Um, at the end of the season, huh? what a three, resume uh, this guy has. Isn't that pretty has. cool? Check this out. This is the coolest thing ever, though. You can't. This is the one that, that was trying to figure this out. So when you were a senior back in the day, you had a regional tournament, and then you had to qualify for the. It was no, it was the league tournament, qualified for the sectionals, which qualified you for the state. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the season, in that tournament, I was seated number two, won that tournament, and then got voted outstanding wrestler at the end of the tournament. The next week, it was at my high school in the regionals finals. It went to triple overtime. I beat the kid who beat me earlier in the season. I got outstanding wrestler for that tournament. And then the following year, when I the following week when I won the state tournament, thirteen to one versus that kid, we were one and one versus the year, and I got OW in the state of Massachusetts. So at the end of every tournament, the coaches vote who is the most valuable wrestler yeah. for each tournament. I you got, got back to back to back, which is kind of unheard of. Where do you of. keep all your trophies? Well, they're in uh, they're in the convent. <laughs> Let me tell you something. No, but no, but I want I want to bring this up. I want to bring up Freddie, who was a New England champion and probably shouldn't have lost that one match. It was his um, first match. Yeah. His freshman year. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's it. Isn't that wild? Yeah, 59 and 0 after that. Yeah. He'll, then he'll, he'll be able to tell you when you get the OW thing, um, it's something that some people might get it once in there in 25 years, and I got it freaking back to back yeah. to back, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't plan it. it just, now, if you were a wrestler uh, in a heavyweight division like Fred, you're 6'4, 290 pounds. Would you carry a gun all the time like he does? He has <laughs> a, a lot gun of money. You know, those time. Greek guys have a lot of money on them. You By know the way, I, in high school, <laughs> I, I dated a, a, late, a girl who was a wrestler, and you, and you, and you should see her box. Oh my God! You know what? I tell you what. Um, let's speak about women boxers right now. They're tougher than any guys. I, I watched one of those MMA guy boxing matches, yeah. and the woman uh, they were interviewing the girl afterwards. She looked like this, and, and she was the winner. She was the winner. <laughs> she looked. She had bumps all over her face. Well, she's used to having something all over her face. I'm sure. That's terrible. That's live, by the way. Do uh, not edit that. So, right. comics come home. You did, and and the, it was the Boston Comedy Festival that you that you came in first place. Yeah, back in uh, in the inaugural comedy festival yeah. back in two thousand, uh, and the, you know how about this? This is another funny thing. This is kind of the thing that never happened. You're filled with funny things. No, I'm filled with some stuff because you're a funny guy. Well, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Mike. You want to talk sports? <laughs> I'm, or here to, like this. I'm here to. I do, to <laughs> I'm here to amuse you. To make amuse you. Laugh. you. The, the Boston Comedy Festival thing. This this is fun stuff too. This is because this is 25, 23 years ago. So at the time, there's 15 people going on in the, in the quarterfinals. We all pick out of a hat. I end up drawing first. No one wants to draw first. The death card. Right. Somehow I win the first round and I move on to the second round. Everybody after you is boring. I guess so. <laughs> but semifinals, same thing. We pick out of a hat. I draw first and I win the semifinals. In the finals, you can't make this shit up. I draw first. In the finals. Oh man, what's up with you? Right? And, and I ended up winning. No, but I, I won it. So but let me explain something. out of that. I can tell this. The, the seven years are up. I can tell you how I kind of, how I kind of got the edge. You want to know how I got the edge? It's exclusive. Always. Okay. Al March, when you do the Boston Comedy Festival, when you do a competition, <laughs> excuse me, when you do a competition, the guy goes on for five minutes, and then the first guy goes on, and the second guy, third guy. There's no intros, no anything. It's just back to back to back to back to back. So the finals was going like this way. Al March, who was a established comedian, was going to introduce. 
Jim, the guy who was in charge of the festival, and, the, and he was going to do 12 minutes. So I, and this is back in 2000. So I said to Al, Al, make sure at the beginning of the show, guys, ladies and gentlemen, please, very important. We're taping. Turn off all your cell phones, electronic device. Very, and I, can't, I kept telling him to do that. Kept him to do that. So then he brings on the first comedian, the host, doesn't count. He warms up the crowd. Then they bring me on. And what is the first thing I say? You know, before I get started, I noticed at the beginning of the show, they asked all of you to turn off your cell phones, electronic devices. It's the year 2000. Are you having a hard time getting in touch with people with today's technology? <laughs> Could I call my brother from earlier today? He's like, give me a call at the house, 718 If I'm not there, text me. You know what the hell would it? Come on upstairs when you get home. <laughs> and the crowd goes bonkers because I do other things. So I get an applause break right out of the gate. And from that point on, when you're a rookie comedian, you get that laugh. Sure. Now you own them. Now you get the fire. Now, so then at that point, so then I won the festival, and nobody knew that I kind of got the edge by saying, hey, you know what? My opening joke will tie into if you do this. There you go. Exclusive. <laughs> and, they already took and, it away from me anyway. They, I'm not on, on the website. At all. They don't have me on the That yeah, was 23 years ago. You know, they, no, they have the next guy. Oh, no, I think they have, I don't know. The graphics are probably all outdated by now. You know? Black and white. 23 Black years ago. Black and white paper. Massachusetts, listen up. The wait is finally over. Yep, FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is now live in Massachusetts. And new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. All you got to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can get to bet on your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and a whole lot more. It's an unbelievably great opportunity for you and from the best folks in the business. So bet now on an app that's completely safe, secure, and super easy to use. And don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more on America's number one sports book. Got to be 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? By the way, Hope is here. Gambling helpline, ma.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7. Dave Russo is is, uh, Italian, you know, and uh, for that reason, I want to ask him if he knows any of the lyrics to uh, Funiculi Funicula. I do. Because I I have my own lyrics for it. Go ahead. Um, You know what? As a matter of fact, I was in a play in 1993. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was on a reality show, and my buddy Joe Trammell did that. Felipe, 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 Felipe. I remember the thing. Hey, go on my my webpage. I don't think I you're really those, uh, Italian if you don't know that. I grew up in Malden. They're all <laughs> Irish and Jewish. If the Italians, you know, we, we all know. I know is the, my favorite verse from that song is you know. Last night I stayed home and masturbated. It felt so nice. I did it twice. Last night I stayed home and masturbated. I felt so good. I felt like wood. Bang it, slam it, wake it, it to on the, the ground. Tap it round the bedpost and bring it up for more. Last night. I said, you, that's a, that's, you didn't learn that version? Well, the Italians, we invented like the Roman orgy. So we, like, you, guys, you get all excited about us. We, we grew up with this. It's just in us. We just know about it like they get all excited with thinking about this no i'm gonna call the anti-defamation league oh wait that's that's not uh, italian what's the italian organization that fights for the uh the, the sopranos the anti uh italian defamation league okay, yeah. whatever. we'll have to go with that um 
By the way, speaking of Italians, we love Italians on this show. Mm. We've had Tony V. Yep. He's Italian. Yep. Great. Rico Petroselli. Yep. He's Italian. Mm. Uh, John Fiore. He's Italian. And we've had uh, Dave Russo. Who else yeah. did we have that was oh. Italian? Hey, you know, we even have Italian wine that's made right oh, here yeah. in the United States of America. In fact, New Hampshire, our neighbor to the north. Hold okay, that bottle pl- up let me, for let me the plug, Let me plug this. Okay, this is a... Let's uh, have a look at that this bottle. This is a Zinfandel uh, from Fauchino okay. Vineyard. Let's now, have a look at that here. Hold on. Fauchino Vineyard is a taste of Italy... One hour north of Boston, next to Nashua. It's in Hollis, New Hampshire. Uh, it's been open since roughly 2010-11. It broke ground in 07. Uh, they started with four wines, the Zinfandel, the Pinot Noir. What are you holding? Which kind? I'm holding a Zinfandel. As of right now, one of the Zinfandels have is, has a one-year waiting list. Oh, and uh, Bill, why don't, you have, why don't you try this? You know, I will try some, and I have to say this. What was that? What was the first one so I tried? So we tried the, the Cabernet, a dry Cabernet, full-bodied. And um, I did. I did have training as a sommelier during the pandemic, and I actually knew all of like the, the, the full bodied and and this was like black cherries. But I don't really have the. Uh, I don't. It's not rolling off my tongue right now. Well, That's I got to say, I have tried a lot of local wine. It always tastes local. That's good stuff, huh? It, Dave Russo walked into the house. He said, "Hey, you know, he's I, got wine he with says, him. I he got d- some wine. He brings he wants- the wine to a podcast yeah. where he's well, the guest. He By the way, you- just so you know, <laughs> yeah, just so you know, Dave, yes, Dave Russo and our guests get." Special complimentary gifts, compliments yes. of the Planet Mikey uh, podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, and we'd like to tell uh, Dave right now that mm. we're going to give him dinner for two at uh, at Giacomo's. Uh, yes. This is not it's, local wine. This tastes Melrose. great. I'm serious. Mm. Giacomo's in Melrose. You like Main Italian Street. food? I know he's, and Giacomo's in Main Street, as a matter of fact, is fantastic. Mm. I had a friend of mine. Uh, Miss Bellini worked there. What the heck's her first name? I forget her first name, but she, yeah, great place over there. Richie Talieri has a great thing going with that restaurant, and it's, I've been there so many times. I went there with Lenny and Fiore one time, and they said it was authentic Italian there. And I said, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you guys about it because well, I'm half Irish and half English. What do I know? Well, those guys would know. Uh, so Your family's from England? Two. My, well, no kidding. My, I'm from New England. No. <laughs> <laughs> my great, 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 great grandfather came over in the Mayflower. That's wow. how English English I am. And how'd you end up in Connecticut? I'm, well, that's a, that's a good. That's a long story. Court ordered. It had to do. By the way, he, Stephen Hopkins, my ancestor, owned the first ever pub in the in New England. It was 1620. They they had one wow. kind of beer. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, so also he gets a my grandma's coffee cake. Which flavor would you like? I'm gonna go with the coffee cake one. We no have, walnuts. We have, Do you have any no non walnuts? Yes. You don't want walnuts. You want you want cinnamon with no walnut. You want blueberry. Oh, I would like cinnamon with no walnuts or please. banana walnut. No, you don't like. I'm gonna walnuts. go. Cin- you know what it is? I, I, somehow I don't like nuts in any of my. Uh, I don't like them in my uh, chocolate candy bars. I don't like them in my in muffins. My, in my scrotum. I don't like. I like them. <laughs> I don't like them on my face. I don't like anyone. I don't like. <laughs> like no nuts. I'm not like a nut guy. Like like somebody go, hey, want a Reese's peanut? Butter cup with not, I don't know. I just want a regular fucking Reese's peanut butter. You want you want crunchy peanut butter regular? I want regular fucking who? No, I don't want anything crunchy. Right. I don't want to break a tooth accidentally when I go to bite something soft right. and I get forty five hundred dollars an implant because right. a fucking a, 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 a pretzel. You know, George Carlin did a thing about M and M's when they started diversifying. They used to have plain and peanut. You know, they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Plain and peanut. M and M's plain or peanut. Now then, then they had the caramel ones and then they had the ones that those were, are my favorite. Actually, Carlin said one time he goes, you hear there making gigantic new extra large M&Ms. He goes, that's stupid. He goes, if I'm in an M&M kind of mood, I'll have two. You know, <laughs> these giant M&Ms. You want the little ones, you know? That's all. Hey, by the way, I want to apologize to anybody who's viewing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, because guess who? Ben's the, not here. No, guess who the camera operator oh, is today? It's so. Smitty. It's me. I keep forgetting. Thanks. Oh, a, I'm taking pictures and I, I'm moving the thing along. He's over a the jack place. of all trades and I'm a jack of. 
That's true. Uh, I'm ambidextrous. Now you you've been obviously a Bruin, Bruins fan for yeah. a long time. They're doing. I've never seen anything like the Bruins right now. And how, by the way, about, we have booked uh, LB uh, for May second. Glad we'll he's talk doing better. With him Glad too. he's doing, he's doing better. great. Glad he's, he's doing better. I talked to him today, and he's coming on the podcast on May second. He's not Italian. He's Saskatchewanian. <laughs> you know. He said, "You know what he said? Told me one time. You know what they do for fun in Saskatchewan?" No. They get in the car, they drive two and a half hours to a holiday inn, and they swim at the pool. He said that's <laughs> they pool what, hop. There's nothing to do in Saskatchewan except <laughs> play great. hockey. And uh, They go to the strip club and they have and thermals. The thermals. Now, on. just for fun, I think while this podcast is going on, uh, yeah. we should play a side version of the name game. The name uh, game? With, with Famous Daves. Oh, God. So every time you say something, you have to name a Famous Dave. All right, go ahead. You go first. Oh, hey, David. Say yourself if, it, if it's that I difficult. One, I have one famous day that right. I know of. Who is it? Go ahead. Do I have to go? Yeah. Okay. You I just say David Bowie? David Letterman. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, I'm in on this. Yeah, of course you are. Oh, God. I mean, Jesus. Ben's not here. Uh, Dave O'Leary. Who's that? You don't know David O'Leary. No. He's a good friend of mine. He's on the radio. Magic that, in the morning. Come on. Now. I don't know who he He's is. He's David O'Leary. Oh, All right. Well, name a more famous Sorry, day. Yeah, name Come somebody on. that we didn't know that we don't have to Google. Like David Robinson. Boom, Spurs. How you doing? <laughs> Diamond Dave. Da- da- what? David Lee Roth. Oh, David Lee Roth. See, good. Yeah. That's, see, that's very, very good. Okay, well, I'm no good at this game. Well, yes, you are. Okay. Davey Crockett. David from the Partridge family. What was his last name? Oh, Cassidy. David Ca- rest David Cassidy. Rest David uh, from David and Goliath. David Duke. Wait a David Duke the racist. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> shit. My own name. They know it's I, I would, uh, David... Uh, Anyone? Davy Jones of the Monkeys. Davy Jones of the Monkeys. Very good. Jesus. Your I, turn. I don't know any more yeah, of these names. Right, right. we'll, we'll I don't know any We'll suspend it for a while. Christ. Famous Daves is the category. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll go on from there. Um, the other th- category I thought would be interesting someday to do on this podcast. We can do it now or we can do it later. Songs that have the name of a state in them. Okay, like Sweet Home Alabama. There you go. Okay. There's a classic, perfect example of it. Boston. Why oh why oh why oh did I ever leave <laughs> Ohio? They say Boston. Boston. <laughs> they say Boston. Like, hey, that's another band out of Boston. How about Cali- I got a picture of me and Sibby right here, by the way. How about California girl? <laughs> I know Sibby. I loved him. His picture popped up on him. How about uh, uh, California girls? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How about uh, there's got to be some kind of tech- What about Naughty by Nature? What's that song? <laughs> there's got to be a, te- a Texas song, doesn't there, that has the name of the state in it? Massachusetts by uh, the, the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Yeah. Was, yeah, a, was a kind of a hit. How about Ohio, Neil Young? Well, why, oh, why, Ohio, did I ever leave Ohio? Well, no. <laughs> it's a true song. How about, how about uh, uh, Frank Zappa my, my, uh, going to Montana, Montana to the, start a dental, dental floss, floss farm? Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's what about it. Cheers, where everybody knows your name? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's not a state. I'm pretty sure they said Massachusetts somewhere. In We're that back song. to the name no, game. He didn't. Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't know music. I, music makes me angry. Let me explain to you. If I'm driving down the road and a Rocky angry. song comes on, I'm driving 90 miles an hour and I'm going to smash into somebody. And then I'll put on like Journey and then I'm, I'll get sad and I'll call them in the seventh grade. It, it, Italians are very emotional when it comes to music. So I get very frustrated when I don't know I, I, songs. I, that's okay, but it shouldn't make you sad. I, I only listen to Shaka Khan. Ain't nobody. Yeah. Love me better. Yeah, sweet thing by Shaka Khan might be the best vocal performance by her. And back in her day, she had quite a rack. She 
is a ragaroni. She had a rack I mean, and a half. I, I have a video of her. She t- she told me she's on stage. She's ripped. She, rack and a half. She had three boobs. She was, <laughs> that's a rack and a half, right? You know, if a guy invented the bra, a man invented the bra, if I invented the bra, I would have graded it differently. You know, because like a D would have been an A. And, right, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and right. a C would have been an A. <laughs> a B still would have been a B, small people. But if I invented the bra, I never would have waited 25 years <laughs> to move that hook from the back of it to the front of it. I never would have had hooks. Velcro. All right. I know, but the, the the hooks in the back were better if you were sneaking up on the girl. Oh, yeah. We can't, we can't no sneaking up. No sneak attacks now in 2023. You got to be sneaking attack from 200 yards away saying, hello, <laughs> role playing. We're right. role playing. Just a word about Pro Automotive real quickly because it's important to me. We have three different locations. There are two of them in Webster and one of them in Dudley, Massachusetts. Uh, and you can go to ProAutomotiveMA.com yeah. uh, to book a, a, an appointment or just call Morgan right in the office, in the front office. She's a wonderful woman. And she'll you'll say, okay, i got a problem with the tailpipe. And I think about it. So, okay, what time can you go? Set it up. Boom. And they give you text updates. Your car is now entered in the, in the fixing zone. And they tell you when it's ready. They're very professional, very fair. They are 100% uh, certified. All, all their mechanics, and uh, I highly recommend ProAutomotiveMA.com uh, Pro with three locations. They are my mechanics, and I have three cars. Two of them are Grand Marquis. One of them is named Ed Markey. The other one's name is Marky Mark. Are you, what are you, close. Smitty, what are you doing with the camera? <laughs> I'm the cameraman. Smitty is now uh, auditioning as YouTube cameraman of the month. <laughs> this is Ben's fault. Now, if you're going to get back to your desk in time there to hit the button when it's time for news, because I know you got the phone in your hand. Did you say news? Yes, I did. Ready? And now, the news. Brought to you by Tampoons. The tampons for the extra large woman in your life. A plus-size airline passenger has started an online petition. Uh, demanding change from airlines when it comes to passenger accommodations for people who are larger than others. This big fat shit said in a a change.org petition titled Demand for the FAA to Protect Plus-Size Customers. Her name is Jalen Cheney, and she's a content creator from Vancouver, Washington, who's made several requests for change when it comes to larger individuals flying safely and comfortably. Apparently... Certain fat asses can't fit in the seats hmm. because, you know, they are a little bit narrow for real real giant people. But how about this for a suggestion? Buy two seats, okay? If you got a really gigundo ass, buy two seats, and then you don't have to worry about the person next to you, you know, be, be dying of, of a lack of oxygen or, or getting engulfed in your, in your, in your lard. You know? Yep. This is where I'm very empathetic. This is where I'm very empathetic. You're not fat. No, but I, I have big legs. Dave, may I have another <laughs> have splash of that delicious Sir, wine of yours? I have I have big legs and uh, and, and good sized balls. And sometimes <laughs> I nice need... legs though. Oh, sorry, that's for you. What's the name of that vineyard again, Dave? It's, uh, I'm gonna give you a plug right here. Why are you guys changing the subject from the Falcino Vineyard in Hollis, New Hampshire? Open seven days. I'm trying to talk about fat passengers, and you're going back <laughs> well, to wine. See, this is my thing. This is my what thing the with fuck's that. What the fuck's going on in this in vino? This is my thing with that, okay? okay. Um, it must suck when you're heavy and that big and you walk on a plane and people are like, fuck, I hope I'm not sitting next to you. They give you the look. They give you the look. Sure. And so 
she's bringing awareness, and, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to just cater to one person. Everyone in America is fucking big, and you know what? They could probably make those seats a little right. bigger. Right. Well, but I mean, if she's, let's say she's, uh, but if you buy two, two seats, how are you going to be able to? How are you going? You know, like I just got rid of my couch because I had the, a thing the in the middle. The armrest folds blocker. up. They, no, I've seen this done. The armrest in the middle folds back, so you can. Put fat okay. people well, in. Then there. you need the fat person's seatbelt that goes from one. The seatbelt extender. Yeah. Why are we saying fat? Let's say big bones. Let's big, say what they really are. Well, okay. You know, heavy set. If, if that it. makes fat people feel better about we're calling them that instead of fat, <laughs> then you know. But I'm trying to be honest here and straightforward. You see people and you say, well, okay. If she's going to come down this aisle and sit next to me, I'm screwed for a three, I, five hour flight. See, I like know. big women, so I, I would I would be appreciative. Yeah, but you're not going to make out with her. No, you're just going to you, sit next let me, to her. Let me explain them one time. What if, she's, what if she's a very nice, nice but woman? That's not my fault. And, and who's very seductive. I'm in. I'm Sitting in. next to you I'm on in. the plane for five hours. I'm in. I, listen, I want stories. I want shit to tell people. I mean, people. I'm not Can I tell you something? Women. If you date a woman that's like the not attractive one, then yeah. you're the pretty one in the relationship. Well, and also, I also think this, and this is not a bad thing. I because like, when you get older, it kind of like every once in a while, I want to, I want to be, I know what I look like, but I want to be able to go with a smoking, smoking, smoking hot chick, and I won't get one. So what I do is go with a wicked, wicked, not good looking woman, and then the yin comes back and the yang. So eventually, a hot chick's gonna feel bad for me, like I feel bad for her, and I get the hot chick. So you gotta give a little to get. And LB yeah. taught me that, by That's the way. That's much too much thought going into the thing. It's supposed to be glandular and reactive, not like you know. Okay, glandular. Well, here's my theory on that. Glandular. You got all these theories going. You know, I'm not sure that works in a world of uh, sex with fat women. By the way, yes, sex with fat women, wrong or right, bring a bookmark. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to tell you something. I was 4'11", 79 pounds my freshman year. When I was 50 now pounds. Now you're 5'2". I'm 5'2 and a half. When I was, when I was, when I was, this is the whole thing. This might sound weird, but when I was 50, I weighed, I was 10 years old. I dated Christine Downing, I'll say her name. She weighed 115 pounds. Now, right now, you're like, Yeah. 115 pounds, but I was 50 pounds, okay? <laughs> she weighed 65 pounds more than me, and she was six inches taller than me. I was into her boobs. That probably so saved a, her. Hell yeah, I saved her. No, that's what <laughs> saved her, was being 65 pounds heavier than you. Uh, otherwise, you would have wrestled. But that's why it's like people go, you dated, I go, I've dated women 65 pounds bigger than me, and not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, good. 65 pounds. Big. Um, what do you weigh now? Well, now 195. Okay, so see, was... you're talking too fitty. I have no problem with that. All right. But we'll, we'll, we can well, let's hook you up. <laughs> Kilograms? Right. What are we doing? Now, here's a story from New Jersey. In New the Jersey. First, in the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic, a number of residents in the affluent New York City suburb of Westfield, New Jersey, discovered that being home all day had an unexpected drawback. And Smitty knows about this. I it's sure do. It's the constant roar of leaf blowers. Oh, Jesus. The leaf blowers. Oh man! Yeah. Hold on a the second. noise they were so uh, the irritation and the environment right. and people with their leaf blowers. You have leaf blowers in your neighborhood here in Sudbury. Oh my God! You know what? All my friends right now are casing their houses while we're back while they're back to work. Yeah, I'll get a leaf blower out of their backyard. I'll get a leaf blower and probably a cornhole board. <laughs> We don't talk about cornholes on this show. We don't talk about cornhole boards. Yeah, that's, that's, we draw the line on that one. We, don't, we draw the line. So Heavy set, fatties. Okay. They're, they're thinking of banning gas-powered leaf blowers. Okay, so you can turn that off before I strangle myself. Thank you. For, oh, thank Are we still videotaping? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, now, live? the electric version of those things are not as noisy, and I have an electric leaf blower at home. You do? Yeah. It's a big ego, kind of like all the people I worked with in the television business. <laughs> say, hey, <laughs> we're electric. Get out of well, here. You know, I, I can tell you, the TV people. I've heard glowing reports about that. I never really did this because I, you know, I don't have the vanity because I know them. As Raditz said, I'm a, I look like a blocked punt. So I get out, I get out there, and I, I see the TV people, and they would all, in the break, We'll be right back with more news after this. And they take a break, and the first thing they do is reach under, and they get the mirror, mm. and they primp. The really? whole two-minute really? commercial break, they primp, make sure everything's perfect. I'm sitting there going, picking my nose, going, what are you doing? Primping. So that's the ego of the television person, anchor and reporters. The reporters, when they're out there on the streets covering some big story like a fire, in between their reports, they're, they're primping. The, right. <laughs> it's unbelievable, their egos. It is funny. It's funny because, uh, you know, I was going to try to be on air, and my dentist, my dentist was Italian. He goes, Bruce, $100,000 for Hollywood teeth. And I was like, 100 grand. I'm like, how much for cable access? <laughs> <laughs> Work with me, Doc. 100, 100 a tooth. <laughs> Expensive, man. It, that, that's so we can pay the guy we take them out oh, of. Oh, yeah, no kidding. All right, here's one for you. On Wednesday, April 12th, uh, in Washington State, just north of the Oregon border, uh, officers responded to a Dollar Tree. Uh, authorities were made aware that a 29-year-old man reportedly had stabbed an 11-year-old child. Witnesses claimed the man also tried to stab a 13-year-old. Why? Well, the kid called him an NPC. Now, do you know what an NPC is? NPC. Yes. A non Non-person of color. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a it's a term used in video games that means non-player character, oh. and refers to a pre-scripted characters that aren't in control of their own actions. Oh, so the kid calls the guy an NPC. Yeah, pejorative and the guy term. Takes out a knife and stabs the eleven-year-old kid for calling him an NPC. Well, I'm I, not sure he knew what it meant. Do, no, do you think that that does qualify him to be now? Is he now an NPC? Because <laughs> I mean, the kid's like, hey, he's real. He's real. Yeah. He has actions. Too, too bad he's not a DOA. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is unbelievable. But it's in Oregon. We. The we Kids in the ICU with pierced lung and liver, and then they have oh, a shit. fundraiser for the kid. Uh, but I'm thinking to myself, you're 11 years old. Some guy, you give, you call him an NPC, and what does he do? He doesn't slap you. He doesn't tell your mommy. He yeah. stabs you yeah. in the liver. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. basically, this is what the world's coming to. You know, that's so, called fuck around and find out. Well, it, it's a shame because uh, the 29 year old kid. Um, <laughs> It's just it's twenty testosterone. He's just what, what eleven and thirteen year old oh. kids are beating up now. I mean, see, I I'm, I want to be like Charles Bronson, man, and get justice for all these people that you get mean screwed. Paul Kersey or yeah. um or what what the guy is that the guy from New York on, on the Paul Kersey um, was the guy oh, no. in New York on Ber- the that um, was Bernie uh, Bernie not Madoff. No, he stole people's Bernard money. Uh, something <laughs> Bernard King. No, he's Getz. a basketball player. Bernard Bernie Getz. Getz. Oh, Bernie Getz will get you. Well, he gotcha. He gets you in the end. Now here's my final story, and this is really gross. This ought to be good. Hold on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Now that's really gross too. And now the news with Quincy- Mike Adams. Coincidentally, that's gross too. Coughing up some phlegm for you. A middle school principal is facing discipline for an inappropriate sexualized licking game between students and staff. Ooh, licking game. Before students left for spring break, Desert Hills Middle School in Kennewick hosted an assembly and fundraiser that featured a competition between the students and the staff. Two plexiglass. Uh, Panes of glass were put up in the middle of the gymnasium, and each side of the glass had four spots of marshmallow cream on them. Students and staff then competed to lick it off the plexiglass. But when you watch this video, it looks like the teachers and the students are licking, licking each, each other's other. tongues. 
you know? So yeah. nobody liked it very much. Uh, the people the crowd okay. was screaming like, oh, disgusting, that's so gross. And when uh, the lady, uh, one of the moms told, told the uh, Jason Rance show on KTTH, when I first saw the video, I was mortified. The pure lack of judgment was horrifying by the display of behavior with the trusted adults in the room. Oh. Uh, and the principal was laughing and then pulling his phone out to videotape and take videos of this stuff. Nice guy. Where A second, is this? Uh, this is in, uh, it's just north of Washington State. So, so you at Oregon? You're, I mean, oh. just north of Oregon. Yeah. So this That's is where a, they're all fucked up. I, all that L.A., that western part of the state, yeah. it's just... What's it, in the, the, Oregon is a is a, a pigsty of, of assholes. They have tents? I know they have a lot of tents out in that neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know what to, I want to tell you about Oregon. They have no hope. They have no chance of being... No one wants to ever if be there mistaken, again. If I'm not mistaken, I think they have legalized heroin and cocaine, all drugs All drugs there. are legal now. And then... And then what, how can you tell? You what look, do you mean? They, you, you look at the sidewalk. What could go wrong? No, you can go buy an eight ball? Yeah. You can do anything in you Oregon, want, you and can they buy can't an arrest ball. you. Pretty sure, yeah. They can't arrest you. Oh, 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 so they don't have it in a store like weed. No, no, no. They don't oh, have like, they had, like no, no. I know they have like real evidence. No, but you can. Well, what's wrong with that? A guy can walk up to you while you're, you know, while you're. <laughs> I know, like, legit with the government. I, 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 while you're shooting up on the sidewalk, somebody come up to you and go, you need more of that? Yeah, here you go. Okay, here's the money. That's it's just it, it, right in front of everybody. The kids and everybody. This is unbelievable. It's just sickening. Um, Unacceptable. Now, do we have a speak pipe contest for a cake that we didn't? You know, speak get... pipe. Hold on, let me check. Is it not working? Let's check the speak, speak pipe. pipe. But it, this is a thing where people can feed back to the podcast mm-hmm. by going to speakpipe.com slash, I think, Planet Mikey. Stand by, I'll tell you in a second. And then uh, uh, we're giving away uh, we're giving <laughs> we're giving away cake we, because you know what that, that that my grandma's coffee cake is the best cake ever. You you know that in uh, the when you gave it to me the first time. Uh, I think you gave me like six of them, and I was supposed to give them to people, and I think I didn't give them none to nobody. I know my godfather got one. He got the one with the nuts. <laughs> well, you know, it's important. Nuts! Always take care of the godfather. You know, the that's godfather. important. You know, uh, we were going to talk about the Bruins a little bit. I, I'd like to give my take on there if I could. Yeah, Do we have yeah. time? Do we have yeah. time? Oh, or, sure. Or we... We, we have nothing but time, Dave Russo. Great. Well, uh, I have to tell you, so I, I got nervous. I always get nervous when you're the champions of the whole season because in hockey – like in basketball, like in certain, you know, like a college basketball, it's a new season. It's brand new, zero zero. You don't get any extra points. Yeah, of course, the, the, the first seed goes against the last seed, but a lot of times, like the Blues two years ago, they were the last seed and they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. It's like you get the guy that's peaking at the right. wrong time. Yeah, yeah, your timing's everything. And so with the Bruins, the one thing I learned about last night, uh, you know, I wanted them to come out and win 5-1, to 6-1 to one and make a statement. Uh, and I woke up real quick to know that uh, Florida has that one line that they're going to go to with Kachuk. Right. And also Florida are big, and they're fucking mean. Yeah. And they're mean. So I right. think they need to stay away. Not try. I know, hockey's physical, but I think our guys, the Bruins, I look at with technicians. Penalty killer. The, the, the killers are great. Right, we're technicians, and, but we're smaller and we're quicker. Yeah. So we it's can't, good we, coaching, too. It's great coaching, but don't. But you have to understand, we, we have to beat these guys in four games. If it goes seven games, these guys are going to beat the shit out of us physically mm. so that next round, if we're going against Toronto or maybe the, uh, the Island, I forget who it might. Or, or, uh, who, yeah, Toronto or the Island. It doesn't matter who's next. It does. It, not, it really doesn't, no. but in hockey, it's a little different, man. You, do, you, you don't want to get banged up, man, in hockey. It's brutal. Yeah. We're know? still playing that d- name game, Davey. Because Dave Tippett was the... Uh, Dave Tippett, who could forget? Yeah, he's unbelievable. Uh, Dave Henderson. Another Saskatchewan guy. Dave Henderson stole second base. Dave Hen- No, that's... David Bow. Uh, David, uh, the guy with second base, uh, David Lopez, come on! No, Dave, what, Dodgers. David Allen. Dave Henderson. Uh, David Lopez is on the Dodgers, but right. the guy who stole second base for the Red Sox oh, in the playoffs? Oh, it was David. Another David. 
And but and you mentioned another. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, David Allen uh, Boucher. David Allen Greer. <laughs> David Allen Greer. All right, Dave Brubeck, the Jazz. Uh, Dave Brubeck. Oh, come on. Second, who stole second Dave base? Roberts. Dave Roberts. Stole Dave Roberts. But how about the guy who pitched the first major league game I ever saw for the Red Sox? Dave Moorhead. Dave Moorhead. He, we were, we were cheering Moorhead, Moorhead, Moorhead the whole of game. I was it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> so I think I took that, didn't I? David Suskind will win it for me. Hey, back, back to <laughs> speak, Pop. I, I just checked, and uh, sadly, there are no new entries. Okay, well, that's the thing. we got to get people to be uh, creative. Because you can get away with anything on that Here's on that this speaker. thing. You, you go to, uh, and it's uh, totally free. Then, then There's you know no spying and all that other shit. Uh, speakpipe.com slash planetmikeypodcast. That's all you do. And you can leave a comment. You just turn on your mic and say whatever you want. You can ask a question. You do whatever you want. <laughs> and we take the best ones, and we put them in the podcast. On the air. And then what do they get, Mike? They get a uh, a, co- a cake from my grandma's coffee cakes, the one that Dave Russo and I and everybody raves about I'm as a yeah. prize, you know, because I've been promoting those cakes for a long time, and I'm proud to be because, you know, people all over, the famous stars get them. And and i got to ask you something. Mm. When, first of all, what's your, what's your next gig that we'd like to promote? When are you going to be... Comedian, comedian. So there's three things. There's three things that I'll promote right now that I think everybody Comic should know about. I think everyone should know about. Okay. In the summer on Cape Cod, starting in June at Skippy's South Yarmouth, we at the uh, peanut butter place. It, it's not, but I, I do like uh, non nutty peanut butter. Uh, it is uh, Skippy's South Yarmouth Pier One. It's right on the water. I know and where that been, is. We've been producing a show for the last two years during the pandemic. Now we're doing Saturday nights in June, and then Monday throughout the summer, South Yarmouth Skippy's Russo Dave Russo. That that's a good one. But you also and, you and other people, myself, we have Sweeney on the first show. We got Hurley on the second show. We get D'Angelo. We have it's uh, it's the best of Boston comedians that are going down there yep. because it's it's on the Cape and we have a nice hotel room, so we're all going to do that's it. That's good. Yeah, it's great. We all share uh, one room, huh? Uh, well, yeah, well, we are swingers. Uh, oh, by the way, coming into your little town here, I saw a little big pineapple. I'm like, who is who is swinging down there? Oh, love, isn't that nice? I love America. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, people so- in this town just eat, eat pineapples and bananas and coconuts pretty that's- pretty much strictly, and none of them lose weight. But you should see them climb trees. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who we are, people. You would find that funny. Yeah. All right, so so Skippy's uh, Cape. God, but yep. also this might be interesting. Tens Showplace in Salisbury Strip Bar. Yes, but now they have a Wicked Lounge in there. We're doing a comedy series. They're starting Thursday nights. Myself, Hurley, D'Angelo, Paul Gilligan, uh, and it is uh, inside comedy a at state, Tens. A state, it's inside the state of the art comedy club. Do you know I broke my nose in their parking lot with my wife? We were one of our earliest dates. Uh, I was jumping over the fence to, <laughs> to get to my car, which was parked in a fenced-in area. And I was so drunk. I jumped over the fence and I fell onto the cement with my face first. That was the last. Remember my nine broken noses? That mm-hmm. was my last one. That was the number. That was tens. That was, that was the. Ni- <laughs> that was the tens. Hey. The- <laughs> and what else? You got another one too? Uh, and then I would always say, uh, keep a lookout. Uh, the mainstay is I, I produce the com- all the comedy shows at Fulcino Vineyard, a taste of Italy, one hour north of Boston. Hold on, did you say Fulcino Vineyard? Is that the is that the vineyard where this <laughs> fabulous? The uh, the this is the Zinfandel. Yeah. yeah, this is a- yeah. I'm telling you, this is good Zin- stuff. Zin- yeah. Zin- so, uh, Zinfandel. So that we do uh, shows at the winery, uh, probably about every. Every three weeks. Every okay. Three, uh, yeah, so you got the, the Cape, and you got the, the winery, and you and got, you got uh, uh, Salisbury. Salisbury. So north, south, and New Hampshire. That's it. That's, That's how it. we do it, America. Dave North Russo. on the beach, south on the beach, and then at a winery. Now, Dave, <laughs> i got to ask you this story because it ties into our – we always have a closing musical number. And Salvatore's – we have a Guido's last supper. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> Guido's Last Supper. Is that the name of it? <laughs> we have John Fiore's on the show. Me, uh, Frank Santorelli, Sopranos. We really? Did like, we did a Guido's Last Supper, and I oh. and I hosted a show. We do a dinner. We goof on people. We you know fun. at the original we last, rob people. You know what Jesus right. said to the people at the original Last Supper? Yeah. He said, "Okay, all you guys want your picture taken. Come over this side of the table." Hey, I want to hear more about this Last Supper. <clears throat> oh, so at Salvatore's and Lawrence, we do a Guido's Last Supper. We do a dinner, and then we do a comedy show afterwards, and we also kibitz, as they would say, with the audience, and we take videos and now, hold on. sing and dance. The audience can sit there and have dinner. And we have, we're on the dais, and, and then we might talk to them. We might go to the tables. We might rob them. Yeah, yeah. take the <laughs> wallets. Know, do, no, we do shit yeah. like that. Yeah. How you doing? What's your name? You know really? what they call a pickpocket? I don't see a ring on your finger. Oh, you had one. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call a pickpocket in France, by the way? What's that? I, I found out. I heard I was on the on the metro, and I heard them announcing, "Be careful of it." He, they say, right, "It's like the, it's the same word." Pickpocket. Now, now, Dave Russo uh, is great. He's a good friend. And we we appreciate him coming in here. But I want to tell you that you want to tell the story leading into our musical number because Joe and Jerry, they're very very careful about what they pick mm. for their songs. Yeah. So tell us the story once again okay. of of how you okay. got to meet both. <laughs> Okay. Bruce Springsteen and Tony yes. Orlando at the same moment, and then you had video to prove it. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I what saw happened? that video. I saw it. Oh, yeah. And it's real. The, and they're they're, okay. they're behind him, patting him on the back. Hey, Dave. Uh. Was, you know what? It was probably one of the ba- one of the coolest things that ever happened. It was but obviously it happens out of the blue. I got asked a while back uh, to help. Hey guys, uh, Bruce, want want you to produce a show for uh, till duty is done. And what Till Duty has done is people that kind of snavy sales, underground people that really can't promote them, and they have philanthropists. They fly kids in from this part of the country, that part of that country, and they and they have like a huge. They spend a lot of money for kids whose parents have died in the in the uh, line of duty. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's all these philanthropists, whatever, and we go down there. And where was this? This is at Mohegan Sun. Okay. And the, and the guy, and I, I'm not a good businessman. He goes, "Hey, I want you to put a show together. What will it cost you?" And I said, "Where's the show?" He goes, "Mohegan Sun." I go, uh, oh. four hotel rooms." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and some chips. Because I got a whole town for each one of my friends. Meanwhile, I could have just got one. We all stayed in the same fucking thing anyway. Right. But I figured we might get laid. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. You never know. So we get there, and uh, and and um, and Bruce Springsteen's son was getting an award for a documentary. Is his name Dave Springsteen? I, you know, because I was going to tie that into our little. You know, if it Dave, was, yeah. then I would have screwed that one up. No, it's something. I think it was an R or B. I don't know. Though. I got it somewhere. G okay. maybe. But anyways, he, uh, so he was there and. And I have, and they, and they had said no video, no anything. But you know, I'm from Malden. I fucking smuggled myself. You make your own rules. I made my own rules. Let them. I could use the publicity. Kick me out. And uh, so basically, I did the show, and uh, they were on the dais. So you have Tony Orlando stage right, you got Bruce stage left, and they get the, you got the guy, the head of the Mohegan Sun with the with the headpiece and the whole thing. The who's, chief, who's white? El Jefe. <laughs> white. His name is his name is you know, kind of Kevin Burns or something like that. It's like. And so, Tossing uh, bull. So basically, I'm nervous, and, and I'm nervous, and, and all these people are here, so I have to host the show. I have to start off. So I broke the ice, and this is how I broke the ice. That's why I think Bruce was, was smiling, and laughing. Hold on, how did you get this gig? So you know what? I've done so many shows for the troops, and I guess one of the shows I hosted went real well. And they're like, "Hey, man, get that kid to produce this show." Perfect. Just sure. Really, just word of yeah, mouth. Word just, of mouth. Uh, That's the way to do well, it. They said, "Hey, Diggy works cheap." <laughs> <laughs> That's another word of mouth. So now you're uh, standing there. These guys up there, you got to be nervous. So I was definitely, I was definitely a bit nervous. But it's one of those things, you know. People say Do you get nervous before, and I said, "Yeah," but I always go back to my wrestling days. Where you say to yourself, "Well, dude, you, you're nervous to wrestle, but you got to wrestle them anyway. So right. you're gonna be a pussy." Worst that can happen is you lose. <laughs> yeah. No, not even that. Never think that. I would just say, "Stop being." You got to go out there. You can't go out there with scared. You got, and I would say, use that fear as anger. And so I use that fear as, "Hey, you like doing this." So I went on stage, but I did come up with this. 
I said, I have to break the ice. I said, you know. So you wrestled Bruce to the no, ground. So what I did was I dry humped him. And, uh, no, so I, I remember doing this joke. I remember doing this joke. I don't know why it came to me, but I went to college in Pennsylvania. I knew guys from Jersey. I knew, you know, guys from upstate New York and things. So I went on stage. I said, hey, people ask me, you know, we got Bruce on the stage. Somebody asked me, am I going to do jokes? And I said, no. And they said, why not? And I said, well, the guy's from Jersey. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got a weapon. <laughs> right? And so he smiles because now I make him look tough. Because you have to understand this. At this time with the political thing, he, you know, leans left. Yep. Tony Orlando leans right. Yep. And it couldn't have been more, they, those guys couldn't have been more gracious together, like true pros. And so I wanted to make sure I didn't fuck up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't cause any. So he liked that. That went well. And at the end of the show, I just, I put my selfie stick on. I said, dude, I'm going for it. And it's just, and I got that, you 15, got that 15 seconds of no. magic. Yeah, I'm Bruce Monroe with Tony Orlando. I'm Bruce Springsteen. You dig the show? And Bruce's like, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing that I was telling you. You should tweet. That's, that kind of tweet. You'd, you'd have 100,000 yeah. likes yeah. in the first hour. I'll G- tweet it tomorrow. Jimmy okay. Fallon. I saw I'm going to be watching for that tweet. I saw Jimmy Fallon giving you a hard time, too. That was good. About that video. Yes. He goes, he goes Rose, am I going to be able to get Bruce Springsteen on my thing? I go, well, Jimmy, am I going to be able to be on your show yeah. again? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's like, so, so in honor of that. And, I'm a fan and, of Jimmy Fallon, by the way. And, and by the way, th- yeah. I want to thank you for for coming down here. We we loved having Dave Russo in here, and we we got to see him more often. That's what we got to do. But in honor of that, Tony Orlando, you're the only person I've ever known in my whole life who's met Tony Orlando. And Castig and Troop uh, requested this song, and okay. your honor, and Tony right. Orlando's honor. So excellent. Uh, I'm going to stop talking, and so's Dave, and so's Smitty, and thank you very much. And we're going to play yes, this song, my pleasure. Uh, and and we're going to see if uh, Joe and Jerry can give you the. Uh, official Tony Orlando. Here we go. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, girl. What you doing down there? Dancing alone every night while I live right above you. I can hear your music playing. I can feel your body swaying at Shaw's. One floor below me, you won't even blow me. I love you. Oh, my darling, knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Or yank on my pipe if the answer is no. Oh, my sweetness means you'll meet me in the hallway. Don't forget you. Twice on my pipe means you ain't gonna show. If you look out your window tonight, pull in the string with a note that's attached to your tampon. Read how many times I saw you, Joe. How in my silence I adored you. And only in my dreams did that wall between us come apart. Take it, Troop. Oh, my darling, knock three times on the ceiling if you want some old meat. Oh, twice on the pipe if the answer is no. Oh, my sweetness means you'll meet me in the hallway and we'll fall in the hall. Twice on the pipe means you ain't gonna show. I don't know, Troop. I don't think she's your type. She's a little hefty. Yeah, I don't mind an occasional fat chick, Joe. Sing for me. 
Oh, I can hear the music playing. I can feel your body swaying. 300 pounds. One floor below me. You won't even blow me. I love you. At Shaw's. Oh, my darling, knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Don't forget twice on the pipe. If the answer is no. One more time. Oh, my sweetness. Means you'll meet me in the hallway. Mmm, twice on the pipe, yeah. That means you ain't gonna show me. See you later, Joe. Okay, Troop. <laughs>